Good evening and welcome. It's Wednesday night. This is the Independence Gang. I'm your host, JV, along with co-host Britt Griffith. We've got a great program for you tonight. We have Benny joining us. It's been a while since Benny has been here. I think he's been with the Jets. And we have Kimberly as well. Benny, you probably hear that joke all the time. Benny and the Jets, you know, that whole thing. Only... Only when I come on the show. <laughs> that can't be true. Is that, are, we, <laughs> are we the only ones who make that reference because that song is so old? Is that what you're trying to say to us, Benny? No, I just don't see other people. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I think Brett, Brett says it every time we talk about having you on. Who's going to be on? I'll say Benny. And then he goes, <laughs> every time. Every That's single right. <laughs> time. Kimberly, how are you doing? Good to see you tonight. I'm good. How are you? Terrific. Thank you. We have a lot to talk about. Oh, Britt is fueling up. Hope that's caffeinated. Wow. I hope that's caffeinated. Is it caffeinated? <laughs> a little bit of rum. Yeah, yeah. Oh, God, yes, Dr. Pepper. Oh, that's Pepper like super rum. caffeinated. Uh, yeah. Uh, you know what? I, I like those. I'm not a Starbucks coffee fan. In fact, I really don't like Starbucks coffee, and I don't like Starbucks as a company. But I really do like their uh, those uh I don't know what they call those. They're in a can energy drinks. Uh, you know what I'm talking about? They have like vanilla and mocha. So what, you're saying, what you're saying is you like Starbucks. No, I don't. Just those, though. Just those. But they're like three bucks a can. Enough, I think if I do have two of those, like if I have two of those a night, I'll, I'll go bankrupt after a year. I mean, that's crazy. That's expensive. You anyway, realize I, that you're supporting a communist company, that's right? That's why I don't do it, Britt. I don't even drink Coke products anymore because... Of that, I used to drink a lot How of Power you know Aid. Like I used to drink a lot of Power Aid, um, Power Aid Zero actually, so I don't get the calories. But that's a Coke product, so I stopped, and I have a glass of Diet Pepsi over here. Anyway, welcome. <laughs> you call it Doctor Pecker <laughs> in our chat room. <laughs> anyway, welcome everybody. Good to have everybody along uh, for the Wednesday night program. Please share, like, and uh, subscribe. And if you're on a single platform, consider following us on a second platform because of uh, tech problems sometimes a platform will be down or we will be banned from a platform here and there just waiting for that uh, youtube uh, permanent ban to happen uh question in the uh chat room brit maybe you can answer this where has l been hiding i don't know i know she took a couple weeks off from streaming i'm not sure where else where she's been and why she hasn't been with us but I don't. I, yeah, I noticed. Yeah, I've noticed that in Foxhole, she hasn't been streaming. Uh, is she on now? She's normally on. No, she took two weeks right. off. She she announced. Oh, she did. Yeah. All right. Well, I mean, she's on vacation. She works hard. Let her have her vacation, people. Yeah. Fair enough. Okay. Fair enough. You know, just come over and hang out with us. Hey everybody, JV here. Please take a minute and consider supporting the program. Our expenses are going up just like everyone else's, and it takes a lot to bring the show to you five nights a week. So we'd appreciate you going to the website, independencegang.com. Click on the Donate tab, or you can just type in independencegang.com slash donate. And spend a minute considering giving us a gift to help us fund our operations here. The Independence Gang is a labor of love, but there are expenses associated with it, and we appreciate your help. Let's talk about something that's actually very, very serious. Uh, Iran today unveiled a new missile that uh, is said to put Israel and U.S. regional bases within its range. Uh, this is on top of the fact that Iran is weeks away from its first nuclear bomb. The, Obama, uh, the B Biden administration has done absolutely nothing to prevent this. They've been in this 
perpetual negotiation, Benny, uh, to rejoin the, uh, the 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 deal that Obama put together, which had no teeth whatsoever, and Iran was progressing its nuclear program under that deal, just doing it in secret. So Obama is asleep at the switch here. The Israelis said, we're going to have to do something if the United States isn't because we can't allow this nuclear weapon to be developed in Iran. And now Iran has a delivery system with a solid fuel rocket that uh, is capable of hitting Israel. Uh, this is a really bad situation that's forming here. It is. It, it creates a great amount of un, uh, instability in that region, which is already... Uh, I mean, for millennia, I feel like uh, very unstable. But uh, yeah, I would not be surprised if Israel sort of um, took matters into their own hands because clearly they have a right to defend themselves. And uh, Israel is in Iran's crosshairs. They have been for uh, a long, long time. And I believe that if Israel did somehow carry out a preemptive strike on Iran's uh, bases or um, some of some of their military operation going on, that somehow Israel w would be blamed. You know, um, it's almost like if you're walking down the street and you see a couple of thugs come up to you with some uh, weapons and brass knuckles and you know clubs, and you go to hit one of them. You know, the blame's put on you for being aggressive. Um, the media does the same thing with Russia. Russia and Israel are great assets to the mainstream media as a means of distracting from what is really going on. And um, Israel has a right to defend itself, and we will probably see that come to fruition at some point. Yeah, Kimberly, we can kind of equate it, even though it's not exactly the same. It's very, very similar. Imagine if uh, al-Qaeda or ISIS got a nuclear weapon. Their vowed commitment is to destroy the United States. Does anybody think for a minute that either of those organizations would hesitate using that nuclear weapon in an American city? I'm assuming the answer is no, and I'll let you answer in a second. But that's kind of what Israel's faced with here. Iran has vowed to destroy Israel. And the only way they can do it militarily, and they, they wouldn't succeed either way, but the only way they'd have a shot at doing it is with a nuclear weapon because conventionally they'd be destroyed. So they are on the precipice of getting that weapon. Israel absolutely has a right to be preemptive here, I would think. I would think so as well. I mean, the only difference between Iran, Al-Qaeda, and ISIS is that Iran has a, an official government. That's really the only difference. Um I don't blame Israel. It's been known for a long time since their existence. And even before then, the Jewish people have been objects of hate and wanting to wipe off the face of the earth by Muslim fundamentalists. So it's nothing new. And what are they supposed to do? Sit on their hands? Um, they know that the Biden administration isn't going to help them. If anything, they're Biden administration is helping Iran um, by trying to go back with this deal. There's, they're not going to have sanctions. They're going to let Iran do whatever they want, just like the Biden Obama administration did. So we have right now we have China wanting to take over Taiwan, Ukraine wanting to take, I mean, Russia wanted to take over Ukraine and Iran wanting to blow Israel off the face of the earth. What the hell? Yeah. And we have the weakest administration in history. Yeah, and last night we uh, we talked about an article, Britt, that uh, discussed the U.S. military's focus 
I mean, not the military itself, but the leadership in the military's focus on climate change as their priority uh, to, you know, move to electric vehicles, electric tanks. Uh, you know, again, we, we were making jokes about the fact they're going to need to halt all battles at night so they can recharge the vehicles so they can get back to the battle the next morning. But here we have, and Kimberly started to point this out, in a year, the Biden administration, and I'm just going to name the obvious ones, bungled Afghanistan. They've allowed an invasion at our southern border. We've got Russia about to invade Ukraine. We've got China becoming more and more bold with their incursions into Taiwan, about probably about to invade and take over Taiwan. We've got the little rocket man in North Korea firing rockets again. And now we've got Iran thumbing its nose at, at us with a new missile technology that can deliver a nuclear weapon. That's the first year of the Biden administration's foreign policy. Oh, don't forget we're uh, we're we're giving crack pipes to people of the BIPOC communication. Yeah, the BIPOC community. So he's also going to destroy them even more, just like the CIA did with crack cocaine in what was that the nineties, the eighties, nineties. So uh, I mean, I don't understand why. I do not understand why. Number one, the minorities vote for the Democrats in such high numbers. The Democrats, every step of the way, have done everything they can to destroy their community to keep them dependent on the Democrats. So wake the fuck up, people, and change who you're voting for. I'm not saying vote for Republicans because they're bad in their own way, but vote for some different people. Um, you know, this might be the golden opportunity, the once-in-a-lifetime opportunity for Israel to handle Iran and the, 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 Muslim, the Muslim fundamentalists in general with us being so weak right now. Uh, because there's nothing really Biden can do about anything, although he may get tough on Israel, but I don't think so. I don't think he'll get tough on anybody. They're... They just don't know what they're doing. But this is what I would do if I was Israel. I would let it be known to the Muslim community. If one hair of an Israeli is hurt by an Iranian missile, Mecca will glow for 10,000 years. And none of you will get to go to the promised land and see Allah. Because they all have to walk around that, that, that Mecca thing one time in their life as a Muslim before they can ascend to heaven, apparently. So make it glow. Just make it glow. and. Watch, watch, watch the theocrats in Iran back off. Because Israel's serious enough to do it. The other thing I would do is I would let the Iranian uh, parliament know, or the Iranian, the, the, the uh, what is the appropriate title for the guy who runs Iran? Prime Minister? Is the, oh, Iran, oh, the Ayatollah? No, the, uh, you're, talking about, you're talking about the Ayatollah Iran. thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's the religious side that runs Iran. It's the, it's the fundamentalist that It's runs, a theocracy, uh, yeah. I mean, theocracy, thank you. Uh, they need. They basically need to do what Reagan did to Gaddafi in the 80s and put a Tomahawk cruise missile right through one of their fucking bedroom windows. Just preemptively do it. Send that cruise missile right... See where they're at? Okay, he's home. Cruise missile right up the old poop chute. Boom. We know where you're at. We will smoke you and we'll make Mecca glow for 10,000 Can I ask you an embarrassing question? Can I ask you an embarrassing question? And I don't mean to put you on Why the spot. Why would you even ask that? I, I don't want to put you on the spot, but I do need some reconciliation here. You you are probably the most vocal on this panel, at least between the two of us anyway, about uh, uh, making sure we don't have neocons in, in Congress and in government and all they want is war, war, war. But here you are. Right. And I, th I, I agree with what you're saying, so I don't disagree. But how do you reconcile that? I mean, maybe there's not an answer to that. I don't know. Well, number one, it's not my country. It's not Americans going off to die. American boys, middle class and poor American boys going off to die. It's Israel defending itself. Okay, so, all right. Um, so, it needs so, to all be right done. I'm sorry. Hang on. I misunderstood. Yeah. So you were talking about Israel doing all that. 
Oh yeah, yeah, no, that's, that's all. That's what Israel needs to do, not us. Oh, Joe Biden would never do that. Yeah, okay. He's gonna send them more. What I just read, they 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 relieved uh, intolerant leftists of saying uh, twenty nine million dollars was released from the bank for Iran today or yesterday from the Biden administration. No, this is all Israel needs to do. This is Israel's time to shine. I see. Make Mecca glow. Put a tomahawk right up the old poop shooter, the Ayatollah. Done deal. All right. Well, moving on, there's a, a new report that's been released talking about one of these things that we referenced tonight, the Afghanistan withdrawal, the bungled Afghanistan withdrawal. This report says State Department officials were, quote, intoxicated and cowering in the U.S. Embassy as Kabul crumbled around them. Now, it goes into a lot more detail. And in fact, really what this report's about, that's just kind of one of the, the highlights. But really what the report's about, Benny, is that... Uh, the uh, military officials actually were quite candid in their answers and were talking about the fact everything they recommended to make this a successful withdrawal without casualties and, and getting all of the Americans out were thwarted and stopped by the Biden administration. They, the Biden administration refused to listen to advice. They refused to acknowledge the realities on the ground in Afghanistan and the military commanders were forced to, unlike when Trump was in office where they didn't listen to the commander of chief, apparently now they were forced to listen to the Biden administration and just follow his orders, which resulted in this catastrophe. And it was a catastrophe. And I mean, in my opinion, we were in Afghanistan way too freaking long. And the last act that we did, uh, you know, was heinous. I mean, children died in that strike An innocent, man bringing bottled water to a to a shelter you know was targeted um someone's gonna have to pay for that blood it's absolutely terrible it's no wonder that we're called the great satan over there look at what we've done to these countries you know and here's another thing i was reading that it's really interesting what's going on there because the cia was working closely with the um with the uh, nationals who were fighting uh, Al-Qaeda Al and, 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 and the Taliban. And there's something that the Muslims um, do. If you all read The Kite Runner or seen that movie, that's, that's really disgusting with the uh, rape and sodomy of young boys. And Al-Qaeda and the Taliban were against this practice. It's actually a practice within the Nation of Islam and the Muslim community. It's actually um, a practice. And the CIA um, was letting it happen under their watch as we um, occupied Afghanistan. And I was reading horrifying, horrifying stories uh, about this. Um, and, you know, it's no wonder that we're called the great Satan by a lot of these countries. The fact that we've gone in and occupied and killed innocent people, we stood by and let this, um, there's a name for it. It's some Muslim name. I, I, I can't think of it, but, um, you know, we stood by and let that happen while the, while the sect of Islam that we were fighting was, you know, staunchly against that. And you talk, you, you talk about evil, our country, America was heavily involved in evil. Uh, now I'm not saying we're perfect and I'm not saying that other countries are perfect, but, um, the Afghanistan debacle withdrawing from there we should have done it a long time ago it was mismanaged obviously uh trump should have it's the, the the day he took office got our people out of there and uh i think that overall 
Afghanistan will go down history as one of the, uh, along with Iraq, as one of the largest military mistakes that stick out like a sore thumb for our country. Um, Kimberly, in this report, near, near, Navy Rear Admiral Peter uh, Vasley was the top U.S. commander on the ground in Afghanistan during this operation. And he said that the military could have been much better prepared to manage the evacuation if policymakers had paid attention to the indicators of what was happening on the ground. First of all, why the hell do we have an admiral managing ground operations? Aren't they in the Navy? Shouldn't they be on a boat somewhere? That's the first thing I have a question about. But secondly, again, now we have this top, the top brass saying, you know, the we were completely unprepared for what we were about to do. This is supposed to be the greatest military on earth and we were completely unprepared. I call bullshit. Because the people on the ground knew everything that was going on. They knew they've been talking about wanting to get out of there for what? Probably since Trump got into office, if not be before then, even they knew exactly what needed to be done. If the Biden administration stopped them, which I truly believe they probably did. Why is it that no stood up against them, knowing what was going to happen, knowing that they could lose some of our military? Why didn't someone stand up against them that is in was in our military and say, no, 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 we cannot do that this way. We cannot do this. You will kill people. You're going to lose our own people. Never mind all the other people that were there, all the other, you know, uh, our allies that helped us. Why didn't anyone stand up against them? It's, it's not like it hasn't happened in history before. It has. Why didn't anyone do that? This is, it is going to go down as one of the, biggest debacles in United States history. And it's it's worse than a debacle. It's But it was intentional. They knew this was going to happen. The powers that be knew this is exactly what was going to happen because it made the United States look weak. And they don't care about killing people. They don't care if people die because the left never cares about people die, about people dying. It's an ends to justify the means. Britt, this uh, Admiral uh, Vasley said that he did suggest that the administration, in, the, in, in this report, he suggested that the administration did not pay enough attention to what was clearly unfolding on the ground. In fact, they seem to ignore it. I'm sure that doesn't surprise you. No, not at all. And I just want to, uh, uh, over in DLive, Jay's, Jay's Bar and Grill. Wow, Jay's Bar and Grill said 20 years in the Navy and never on a boat. Not all Navy personnel are squids. Yeah, I was just I joking. Know, I did not know that. I was just joking that. about that. Yeah. I didn't know that. <laughs> I mean, you I, know, have... I mean, I thought the name. You're in the Navy. You're in a boat. Damn it! <laughs> at least at some point in your career, you're on a boat. Yeah, it seems like that's a rite of passage to go on a boat if you're in the Navy, but apparently not. Um, no, I'm not surprised at all. I mean, literally, when they rolled in, their entire their entire philosophy as soon as they got hit the ground was to undo. Everything the Trump administration did do exactly the opposite of everything the Trump administration had set up because they were better than the Trump administration. They knew better. They knew how to do it better. We were the Neanderthals. We were the idiots that were destroying the world. We were the evil, you know, the, we were the great Satans of the great Satan country, and they were going to do everything different. Well, they're doing everything different, and everything is miserable because Democrats like to live in misery. Leftist people, you ever tried to have a conversation with them? They are miserable, sad, soy boy, little wimps who just everything's got to be miserable and then everything's got to be handed to them. And then they're even miserable when you hand them stuff because it's not enough. They're just miserable, sad little pukes. And uh, this is what they wanted. And this is what we got. We got we got misery in Afghanistan. We got misery with Iran. We got misery with China. We got misery with Russia. 
We got misery everywhere. We got misery with inflation. We got misery with our trucking supply lines. We got, we got misery everywhere. Literally, there is not a single effing thing in the Joe Biden administration that is going right. Please, anybody in chat, on this show, anywhere where you hear this voice, please show me something the Joe Biden administration that has done and it has been successful other than wrecking our country. They're pretty damn good at that. They're really good at that. Uh, another uh, top brass official, Marine General Kenneth McKenzie, chief of U.S. Central Command, conceded that military uh, officials had not necessarily been allowed to execute the plan that they would have preferred, but instead were constrained to follow orders from the, the administration. McKenzie also refer referenced the decision to abandon Bagram Air Force Base. He said that... He, that uh, they made it clear that that decision uh, uh, was was uh, was a bad decision, and it had been forced again by the White House, Benny. So you know all these things that there were we kind of had speculated about, and there was chatter about. It was pretty obvious if you watched what happened uh, to understand that it was the White House's responsibility. But now the military brass are starting to uh, you know to admit that uh, they weren't listened to, they weren't heeded, and all of this blame can be squarely rested on the Biden administration. That's right. I mean, he is the commander in chief. As sad as that is, it's it's the unfortunate truth right now. And the blame has to lie with him. And uh, I mean, you, you could make an argument that he, along with some other people at the State Department, the Pentagon, can be tried for treason. And I mean, I don't think it will ever, I don't think it would ever happen because for that to gain traction, uh, you know, that the deep state's too deeply embedded in every um, branch of government for that to actually take place. But if we citizens had the right to say, a lot of these people in government would be tried for treason. And you know what? They'd be found guilty. Uh, final point on this, Kimberly. And this, was, this references the headline of this particular article. Uh, there's a report that at the embassy, as U.S. troops went from room to room to, tr to get uh, State Department officials out and evacuated uh, on August 15th, they were pressing people to get up, go, get ready to go, pack, let's go. And some of these State Department officials were, quote, intoxicated and, and cowering in rooms, in corners. That's what they were wow. doing. I mean, I don't, I'm not sure who I'm more, I'm more angry at for that. The fact that the Biden administration was so unprepared, these people didn't know that this is what was going to happen, or that these people are so cowardice that they were, they were doing that. I, I'm not sure who to be more angry about. Um, they were cowards because they probably knew what was going to happen as a result, and they probably weren't even sure if they were going to get out alive because they knew. They were on the ground. They knew. They know. They knew what was going on, in in the the country. So they knew damn well that things were not going to go well, and things were going to probably go bad. And they probably didn't know if they're going to get out alive. I might get drunk before that too, if I don't know if I'm going to get out alive. If I can't fight my way out, um, it, it, the whole thing was disgusting. Notice how no one ever talks about it anymore. No one is ever going to suffer as a result. Get fired get put on trial for it nothing's going to happen as a result because nothing ever does it doesn't matter they can do whatever they want nothing ever happens 
Yeah, no one is, is Brit held accountable for any of this. And I think there's actually some something interesting here that we can point out. Many of us were saying, why hasn't Milley been forced to resign? He there's a lot of reasons he should resign. But this Afghanistan thing, why hasn't he resigned? Why isn't some of the why haven't some of these other officials, military officials, resigned? Well, it turns out. The only person that really should have to resign over this is Biden himself, because it was the White House that screwed the whole thing up. Talk about that and then go where you want to go. Wait, so you're saying that those orders came directly from the White House children? The children who occupy the White House, what? yes. Maybe even the dogs. Maybe the two dogs wow. are issuing. They're so well, maybe. These orders are so stupid that, uh, that maybe well, it was the dogs. Was, well, the dog was named Sergeant. And he kept biting everybody. <laughs> so maybe... Go. Maybe he was an infiltrator. <laughs> the infiltrator got in there and, and, and ate the homework of how to get out of Afghanistan. Um, or that dog kept shitting on the carpet in the Oval Office. Maybe they used the plan to pick up the dog poop, and that's how come they screwed it up so bad. I don't know. I, that was, they, that was Biden. That of, wasn't the dog. Yeah, they just blamed it on the dog. <laughs> oh, yeah. Maybe you're, maybe you're right. Um, yeah. I, I don't I – don't, I, don't, I don't understand – no, I do understand. The media is in the can. They're all in the can. This just exposes how they're all working together to cover stuff up. Thank God for the internet and independent journalists digging and bringing stuff to us. Thank God for the Glenn Becks, the Alex Joneses, the Joe Rogan types, the, you know, go down the list that, that uh, you know, the, uh, thank God for the independent media, investigative reporters, and big platforms to get that info out. Um. So, you know, since we're talking about politicians making stupid moves and whatnot and how to hold them accountable, I got this what little not? article right here. Uh, what not? Kimberly. Uh, so uh, a publisher is going to sue Elizabeth Warren personally for attempts to censor a book that they were publishing on COVID-19. So it says down here the case, you know, is the best way to remind uh, our elected officials they can't, you know, do the veiled threats and make censorship happen and whatnot. But I saw what this not? article, and in general, and in general, Kimberly, um, I love the fact that they're going after the politicians personally. They're suing her personally. So therefore, I don't, I, I don't think she'll be able to use government lawyers to defend herself. I'm not 100% on that. I did some look, I, I tried to do some digging on that, and apparently she won't be able to use campaign uh, funds or anything like that. It's got to come from her personal bank, although she could probably some back-channel way to backfill. But my question is, is this the way to snap some of our freaking politicians in line? Start personally suing them. It might be if we can get away with it. I mean, I think that's perfect. You have different ones calling for censorship all over the place, including Balsaki. I mean, Jen Psaki. So, you know, you never know. If that works, I'd say go for it, and then we can start suing them, and they can stop being acting like fascists and trying to censor people who disagree. I mean, I wrote an article today about how the Department of, Ho Department of Homeland Security has now issued a threat, a terror, you know, a terror threat that people who speak out against COVID, against the government uh, mitigation measures are considered domestic extremists, domestic violent extremists. So if you talked against the government about COVID-19 or you talked about the election or whatever, you're on the terror watch list. You're, you're considered a domestic terrorist. It's, you know, I wonder if sick. I'm going to be able to fly going to CPAC. I wonder if I'm on a list yet. If I've been, this could be interesting to see if I can buy a plane ticket or not. Um, I do have a question, Kimberly. You said Balsaki. So is she punching? Is it Balsaki like she's punching balls or is it Balsaki? Could it be Balsaki that she's sucking balls? I think it's Balsaki, isn't it? Isn't it Balsaki? <laughs> oh, so she's a ball sack. Yes. Yeah. 
Okay, so she's, she's not punching ball balls or sucking balls. Her. Yeah, you're probably right. Oh, my God. Well, Benny. Yeah. Sorry. Benny and the Jets. There um, do you Do you think that something like this is, can be successful? Do you think that this could work? Do you think that this would wake the politicians up like, oh, geez, I don't want to be sued? Or should we all oh, save the next question for JV? You think this will work? Um, I think it could work on low-level politicians, ones that do not have so much influence and power. You know, um, someone like Elizabeth Warren, perhaps. I don't know, to me, she feels more like mid-level <laughs> um, after the whole Pocahontas debacle. But uh, it could work. But uh, you're going to have to gain traction uh, in the media and put pressure on the politicians to address it. And that's that's where they might run into a problem because most of the of the um, corporate media is you know in bed with government. But when you say like censor, I saw this. Uh, if you just go through some of these headlines, uh, they will not silence me. Doctor who discovered uh, Omicron was pressured not to reveal it's mild. Uh, former Pfizer QC chemist exposes big pharma's deadly experiments on the public. Um, you know, so when you talk about what censorship is, they like to censor voices that disagree with them, even if it is truth. And that's, that's, a, that's the biggest problem. That's the biggest problem that we have is that as citizens of this country, we're not being given the truth by the media, by the politicians, by the scientists, by the experts. We're not given the truth. We see the truth with our own eyes. I'll say a quick quote from George Orwell, 1984. It says, the party told you to reject the evidence of your eyes and ears. It was their final, most essential command. And if all others accepted the lie which the party imposed, if all records told the same tale, then the lie passed into history and became truth. Yep. That's what we're, that's yep. what we're fighting for right now. We're fighting for truth. And if we have truth on our side we've got on our side, then we know truth will win out in the end, but we're in the battle, in the war right now. And that's why we need, like you said, independent media, citizen journalists, things like the Independence Gang, you know, the Alex Jones of the world, the Project Veritas, you know, all these, um, all these outfits are shining the beacon of truth, refusing to be censored. And that's why they need our support. And that's why Things like this are so important, what we're doing right now. JV, so if this doesn't work at the – I'm trying to put my mindset in what the left does and how brutal they are, and I'm thinking it might work for us. So if we have like a fund, if we do a Gibson Go fund for lawyers to fund some lawyers, if everybody just put a couple bucks in, it could be pretty harsh. I mean a pretty big pot. you know. And then, okay, so you know what? Maybe we can't go after the, the politician themselves. You know what? Hey, but we see that your kid over here is uh, doing some stupid shit. Let's go sue him. Let's go, hey, your husband did some stupid shit. We're going to sue him. And we just start we just start throwing these bow and arrows at bow and arrow. We start throwing arrows at them and spears, and hopefully something sticks. We don't want to throw the bow at them because then they'll shoot the shit back at us. But if we throw some spears and some bows at them, you know, and we just start, I mean, they're, they're trying to overlord rule over us. The people that want to be left alone, they don't want to leave us alone. They keep poking us. It's like they're poking the tiger through the cage. And I think I, I think we might need to, you know, we can't get the finger, but you know what? Your, your goddamn kid, two bars down, has got his arm through her. I'm going to take your kid's arm off. Maybe we do something like that. Maybe we start, we start getting so nasty legally. 
that they go, okay, okay, timeout. Okay, let, let's come to a let's come to a, a resolution and figure this out, and maybe they will actually negotiate, and we can get to the middle, and then we can all live happy lives. Well, that's kind of what they, I mean, in a way, tried to do to uh, General Flynn uh, when he wasn't playing ball with the FBI. They threatened to go after right. his son. Uh, I'm not a proponent so of that. I mean, I suppose if they're if they're children, whoever these we happen to be talking about, are politically active themselves, then maybe they're fair targets. But if they're not, I don't. I'm not necessarily in support of that. And I'm also curious because I, I don't know the story that you, you put up there, Brett. I don't know anything about it, so I don't have any background on it. But I, I imagine she's going to have immunity as a, as an elected official. There is It's very, very difficult to sue a public official privately. Generally, everything they do in their capacity as a public official uh, is protected by immunity. You can sue the government to change policy, but you can't necessarily go after people individually and i don't know i mean maybe you there's more detail there i don't know if you've got any but either way i would be i would be really surprised if that got any traction um one of these stories that i have here actually addresses this a little bit in the sense that we're watching what's happening in canada we're watching the trucker protest we're watching mask mandates fall around the country in blue states and blue cities because these these those elected officials recognize they are in for a bloodbath at the polls. So that pressure, whether it's the truckers, whether it's even just polling data that indicates the Democrats are going to be destroyed in November, uh, is starting to make people wake up and realize, oh, whoa, whoa, maybe we've overstepped this. So I'm hopeful that the the actual democratic process, not the ones that the that the Democrats pretend to be Democrat. Uh, process, you know, where they restrict your freedoms. Somehow that's democracy. But the real democratic process where people protest, uh, issue grievances to their government and actually uh, make demands for change in a peaceful way. I'm hopeful that's going to prevail. And that's going to be the difference here. And all these things that we've been talking about and we'll be continuing to talk about for a while will start to change because the people will force that change. That's what I'm hopeful for. I am too, but I'm just, you know, I'm just, I'm just, you know, plan B, plan C, plan D, you know, we, we, we got to have some plans on, so we know what to roll into when plan A, the proper way doesn't work or they go ballistic. I do like Stickman Mike's idea, the blow dart gun with some of the poison frog juice on it. <laughs> that would be perfect. I mean, and there's a, isn't there a frog where that has, it has the fluid yeah. that you put it on there and it makes oh, yeah. you hallucinate like it's like it's, yeah, people, no, not, don't not people, the one that kills you. I know don't that people one. lick that? It's like the some that, toad and they lick it and they, it's like hallucinogenic. Get some high as like a. Yeah. Wouldn't it be hilarious to get that and blow dart a bunch of the Congress people so they're all freaking high down the well doing crazy stuff? It'd be amazing. Um, anyway, just, I just want to – Moving on. Hold on one sec. I just want to address something that uh, Brian pointed out in our in our YouTube chat. He says we're a constitutional republic, and we point that out often here. We're not a democracy. We're a republic. But yeah, the correct. republic has de uh, democratic elements. We vote in democratic way for our representatives, not necessarily the president, but for our for our senators, for our Congress people, for our local officials. That's all done in a very directly democratic approach, democratic as in democracy, not as in the party. Uh, so even though we are a republic, democracy makes up the basis of the republic. I just want to point out that difference. Yes. Thank you, Professor Johnson. You know, we need more. We need more Johnson in D.C. I'm such I think a moron you need to sometimes. run. <sighs> How dare you? Not a joke. Right, we're going to get into a war of the buttons. <laughs> the whole thing is a disgrace. <laughs> All right, moving on. All right, Kimberly, Kimberly, Kimberly. 
So I ran across this lovely piece of information after I just paid $5.02 per gallon. It was, uh, I did 17 gallons. It was a little over $85. How lovely. Uh, White House economic advisor Bernstein, increasing U.S. oil production isn't part of Biden's gas price plan. How we love to pay high gas prices at the pump and to heat our homes. And Kimberly, my question is, they have no plan to lower the pricing. They want, they want, they want the fuel oil, they want the, the gas, the diesel to go through the roof. They have no plans at lowering the fuel prices. How is, when we get deep into winter and people's tanks are running out and they can't refill them because they don't, they can't work enough to make the money refill. Because what did JV say? He paid like $800 the other day to fill his tank up. Fill the fuel oil you know, tank, yeah. Fill the fuel oil tank. And you just have an average sized fuel oil tank like all the homes have, right? I they're, mean, you don't have anything special. They're 275-gallon tanks. Is, uh, so that's a normal yeah, fuel oil tank. All right, so you're not fueling the Titanic. So I'm not fueling the Titanic. I feel port- like I'm sinking like the Titanic, but I'm not fueling it. Got it. So, Kimberly, Joe's Joe's numbers are in a nosedive. I think they're record lows right now. When this really bites and hits in and people can't actually buy the fuel and they start freezing to death or they're dying from carbon monoxide, what is this going to do? Is it, Do you think the press will honestly report this and put the blame on Joe or are they going to blame Trump again? No, the press is never going to hold Biden accountable. They never will. They didn't when he was uh, during his basement campaign. They're never going to because no matter what he does, they're going to prop him up and they're going to they they take direction from the the leftist the extreme left that are running pr and doing things from the white house you know that because we see all the memo we see the memo when that gets passed around what all the democrat politicians say what the media says they pass it all around and that this is what we got to say this is the narrative we're kicking out now no they're never going to um hold them accountable um I just saw something today, my own, one of my New Hampshire state senators, who's an absolute asshat, said she wants, there's got to be a tax-free day. So I guess they want to have like a holiday tax day for to relieve people of federal gas tax. That's not going to solve the problem, you freaking moron. Biden is the problem. You support Biden. Biden is the reason gas, oil, everything is going up. That all... Trickles all across food, clothing, everything. These people are absolutely idiots. The Biden administration is doing this intentionally, as I always, always reiterate. They're doing this intentionally to harm this country. Not one thing they have done has been good for this country, as we already talked about before. They are being successful because their their intention is to destroy the United States, and they are having successes in that area. And I forget what the question yeah, it's was. One of the few- no, they won't hold them accountable. Oh, you, I, I think you answered it. I think you answered it. Uh, Intolerant leftists and Foxhole, thank you for the shades. Thank you for the donation. We really appreciate the support. Benny. Benny and the Jets. Um, so we're not going to increase our production, which means we're not going to make high-paying blue-collar jobs. We're not going to make any more high-paying blue-collar jobs. Not going to lower the gas prices for the poor and the middle class who really get hurt by it because the poor don't, I mean, the rich don't care. This does not affect the rich at all. And whether they pay four bucks, five bucks, 10 bucks, they don't care. It does not affect them. This hurts the poor middle class. So the Democrats claim to support the unions and they claim to support the poor and the lower middle class. And everything they're doing 
continues to crush them. Well, look, I mean, when Trump was in office, I remember paying 171 for per gallon of gas here in Tennessee. When I got my license 18 years ago or however long ago that was, uh, I think it was like 178. And I remember thinking to myself through the Bush years and all that bull crap, this is, I'm never going to see it this low ever again in my life. You know, it's almost like, you know, when a baby is born, you take like a newspaper clipping, you know, what, what was the price of a gallon of milk? What was a gallon of gas? You know, what was a loaf of bread? And I thought I'm never going to see it that low again under Trump, because we were energy independent, I saw it even lower. And that was in 2020. And I never beyond my wildest dreams thought that would be the case, but he got us energy independent and it has, you know, it takes a long time to build a really, really, really beautiful, intricate Lego set. It takes a long time. It takes a lot of attention to detail. It takes a lot of uh, motivation. It takes a lot of focus. It takes a long time. It does not take that long to crush it. Some kid just comes by some bully and just kicks it a couple of times, and it is destroyed in a million pieces at the start from the from the foundation all the way up again. That's what you've seen in politics. Biden has been in there for one year. Our country is being destroyed from within. And he is the bully that kicked the Lego set, kicked Trump's Lego set over. And now it's all being put on us through massive inflation, through spiking energy prices, through through everything. Now here we are having to reap the benefits, <laughs> uh, so to speak. Yeah. And, um, and it, it is not good. And I hope it really spells out... Uh, absolute destruction for the democratic party in the coming elections yeah so jv so uh on this article i noticed so they're not going to do any more production and then i noticed down here in the part where where i uh highlighted a little bit it said to get oil, uh where it says so joe biden's plan to control gas prices is engaging in diplomatic measures to get oil production companies to follow their commitments raising oil reserves as needed and using regulation to ensure consumers aren't abused at, uh, at the price decreasing or passed along being abused or English Brit Jesus words are my second language are using basically they're going to use regulations to, to price control. And when has that ever worked JV Has the government forcing pricings down ever worked for us civilians. Never. And I'm leaving that on the screen for a second because I just want to correct something. You said raising oil reserves. It's just the opposite. It's releasing oil reserves. That means the strategic petroleum reserves. Those are the uh, the uh, billions. I'm not exactly sure how many uh, barrels of oil we have in the strategic oil reserve, but it's there in case of a war, a major catastrophe where we can't get supplies uh, out of the ground fast enough here or get them imported from somewhere else because of war or something else. We need things to run our planes on. And I'm talking about warplanes, tanks, uh, trucks, whatever ships, whatever we need to fight a war. That's what that strategic oil reserve, petroleum reserve is for. And they're just willy-nilly releasing it now because they need to appear to be doing something to solve the problem they created. Everything in that list, and it's funny because I had this story too, everything in that list is just bullshit. None of it addresses the problem. There is one problem that is causing gas prices to rise, heating oil prices to rise, diesel fuel prices to rise, uh, natural gas prices. The problem is the Biden administration has declared war on fossil fuels 
uh, in this country. They seem to be willing to allow Saudi Arabia to pump a lot more and send it over here because we're going to use it either way because that's how our economy and our lifestyles work. We need that energy to thrive. So we have to burn it one way or another. The question is, are we going to bring it from Saudi Arabia or more often now, Russia, who who we're at a standoff with over Ukraine, or are we going to produce it here locally like we were two years ago? And like Benny mentioned, we had actually very reasonable gas and energy prices. Stickman Mike in our YouTube chat brought up the fact in the 70s, he remembers gas being 25 cents a gallon. I mean, it, gas was like water, yeah. water at one point. It was cheap. It was cheap. Now, maybe that's extra cheap. But either way, we have the capacity to produce it here. And whether we produce it here or import it from Russia or Saudi Arabia, it has no difference on the climate. And that whole hoax, by the way, I only reference it because that's their excuse. It's a fucking hoax that you're buying into if you believe that bullshit. Um, but whether we burn Saudi Arabian oil or American oil, it's the same effect. So what the hell are they doing? And it's not one administration official that has said this. It is several. Biden won't stand up there and say, listen, this is our plan where we want prices to go up because we don't want you using gas. We don't want you uh, burning natural gas. So we want the prices to go. He won't say that. He'll pretend he cares. And he's doing things like releasing strategic oil reserves. But the the idiots that surround him aren't smart enough to recognize how much trouble they get into when they actually tell the truth, which is that they want these prices to go up. This is all by design. Yes, it is. And uh, Jay's Bar and Grill, man, they should have paid us for a spot in this show. Jay's Bar and Grill. <laughs> um, Jay's Bar and Grill, said, he's right. He said uh, they already released the reserves. They did that. Yeah, they did 50 ago? million barrels. They did 50 million barrels in December. Oh, not all of it? Okay. Oh, no, no, no. So no, they no, some of it, not they, all of it. I think, I think it was 10%. I think, if I remember my numbers correctly, I okay. think that 50 million barrels was like a 10% release. They, I mean, if they release it all, we're, we're screwed. We are screwed if that's their plan. Because if we do have an emergency, right. we like we were talking about last night, Britt, our, our tanks, our planes, our ships will all stop dead in their tracks because we can't fuel them like what is what happened to Nazi Germany in the Battle of the Bulge. They were making progress yeah. in that battle, and they all they ran out of gas. They couldn't power their tanks, and it just it just stopped. Not that that was a bad thing, but that's what happened. That's what happened. Um, uh, I do have one really, really important question. Um, Jay's Bar and Grill, where are you located at? Let us know. If you're close enough, maybe we'll come down and have some beer and food. <laughs> we, we could um, use a beer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, something. All right, moving on, moving on. So let's go. Uh, let's let's go back to um, let's go to Kimberly. And uh, you know, I since we're talking about you know our moron in office now, I find it amazing that up in Canada, Canada, the woke mob up there is blaming Trump for the freedom convoy. So I'm a little confused. Trump's been out of office for a year. And all they have to combat or to 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 uh, explain the trucker convoy is Orange Man Bad. Is this a good sign for us, Kimberly, that all they have is Orange Man Bad? I don't know what the fuck Trump has to do with it. I mean, it's Canada, first of all. Second of all, like you said, he's not in office. Uh, is it, Where is he even saying anything? I haven't even seen anything that he's saying anything about it maybe he is but these guys are grassroots organizers 
who are fighting for freedom for themselves and for the rest of Canada from the dictatorial behavior of Cast Trudeau. Um, and I say that it's a combination of Castro and Trudeau. Um, they are trying to do everything to blame other people. If you recall, Trudeau was saying these people are, you know, using racism, they're being violent. Uh, they're doing the same thing that our left-wing assholes do here. They make up stories. They try to blame foreign actors or foreign interference when in reality, they don't want to address the real issue of why these people are protesting, peacefully protesting, might I add. Um, if BLM or Antifa were, in pro were protesting, Ottawa would be burned down right now. And they would be allowed to. They would let them. That's why Trudeau was going in and taking the gas tanks away uh, because, you know, they wanted to make it look like, oh, we think they're going to burn it down, even though the gas was just for the, to keep the trucks going. Um, they are going to point the finger and blame anyone for what's going on because they don't want to admit the truth. The, the problem isn't some outside actor. The problem is Trudeau and his government. They are the problem. These are real Canadians, boots on the ground, hardworking, regular people fighting against the, the disgusting mandates that Trudeau has put in, and his government have put into place. They cannot handle that. Yeah, exactly. So, cannot handle Yeah, the, the, the elites are worried. Um, Isaiah Smith and Foxhole, thank you for the shades. Thank you for the support. We really, really appreciate it. Uh, Benny, so J uh, Jane Q. Public in the Foxhole chat said, Trump is a movement now, not a person. Is that what's going on? Is that is that is that Trump Trump brought in this this style of republicanism, the style of, you know, just putting your country first? That it really is a movement. It's it's actually if it, if anything can, it's grown bigger than him, the person. It's now this this weird thing that's almost its own political party in and of itself. Yeah, you know, Trump is a symbol. You know, he's like Batman. You know. Um, it's more of a symbol than anything now. And, you know, it's a good thing because if, if the government is considering anyone who disagrees with them, terrorists, that, I mean, can we make George Orwell fiction again? You know, I mean, this is, this is un, this is unbelievable. You know, you have, a, you have, I'm, I'm surprised they don't have a truth czar or some, you know, ministry of truth, you know, out there, you know, uh, you know, telling us, uh, you know, what to think and what to believe. And the Canadian trucker thing is really cool because, um, like Kimberly was saying, this is, these are, you know, blue collar, uh, men and women who are standing up for their rights. And, you know, in America, we should take a lesson from that and, and, and learn from their bravery and their courage. You know, I heard they were taking the wheels off their trucks, uh, so they couldn't be towed away, you know, um, just really, really, uh, you know, cool um you know these cool you know freedom movements that we're seeing uh up uh, up in canada uh you know it's inspiring it really is and i i hope that um freedom loving americans can be inspired by it and take a lesson for when the tyrants come to take away our rights we can you know uh sort of uh take a uh play out of their playbook because it seems to be working yeah, the, the, the Freedom Trucker thing is working. There's a caravan in the United States headed to D.C. There's a caravan in New Zealand, and there's a huge caravan forming in Australia. Um, so the elites are losing their mind. 
So JV, I'm going to I'm going to keep going on this Trump is a movement thing um that came out of there cuz I have this article too. So uh Trump tears into McConnell again says he does not speak for the Republican Party. Uh you know, just reading this is that Trump said McConnell does not uh, represent the Republican Party and is at odds with the majority of the GOP voters in a new statement. Um it looks like uh, Trump is going to he's going to he's not going to hold back this go. He's going after anybody who's a rhino or a establishment uniparty type. And boy, if you do the if you read the hit the the books written about McConnell's wife and the the grift that they're on with the Chinese and the shipping company, man, McConnell is definitely part of the uniparty. But Trump is going after him now, so you know, I think he's get the Trump movement is really getting bigger than him. Yeah, I, I think it has. And, uh, and and the movement really is the MAGA movement. And I know that is, you know, directly tied to Trump, but it's, but the words itself mean what this movement's about. It's, it's make America great again. It's America first. That's the movement. Trump represented the movement, still does represent the movement. And he reminded us why it's so important. So, yeah, it is a movement. It is bigger than just one man. And the people that support have supported Donald Trump want other officials. They obviously aren't going to get it from the Democrats. So they're hoping they're going to find Republicans that share those values. Not all Republicans do. And as far as McConnell goes, uh, Trump hasn't gotten along with McConnell since since uh, you know, he was president. I mean, they, they just don't get along. And we know why. Look at what, Look at what McConnell does. You know, one day he's a Republican and the next day he's not. So that's not the kind of conservatives we need. And he's the leader of the Senate. He's he's the probably if, if right now he's the most powerful Republican in the country. Um, so, yeah, that's that's disappointing. I don't know the comments that I think he was referring to there where McConnell said the Republican National Committee shouldn't have censured uh, Cheney and Kinzinger. I'm not sure how those comments were. Was? I think so. I'm not sure how those comments were delivered. If, if it was McConnell standing at a podium delivering a statement about it, or if he was talking about something else and a reporter just said, hey, what about the censure? And he said, well, I, I don't know. They, they, I don't think they should have done it. I mean, it could have been just an offhanded thing. And it became the headline because the mainstream media wants to make sure they point out any divisions within the Republican Party that they can point out. So I'd have to look into that a little further to understand it better. But either way, we know there's no there's no love loss between Trump and McConnell. Uh, and if if Trump does get back into the White House, it's going to be interesting to see how that dy dynamic plays out. Yeah. Uh, all you, Ben. All right. Um, where do I want to go next? Hang on just one second here because I got messed up. OK, yeah, let's talk about Virginia for a second. This is a, this is an interesting uh story we all remember the uh, lead up in the lead up to uh the last the, the the last elections where youngkin was elected governor of virginia we remember the story that emerged was it the loudon county school district where the where the girl was assaulted in the bathroom and it was never reported yes. and the father found out about it and he went to the board of education meeting to call them to task on it which i can't imagine the horror that father felt having learned that that happened to his daughter i just can't imagine that that is something beyond what any father should have to have to have to uh experience for sure and you can't blame that man for being i mean i'm surprised he was as composed as he was and yet he was arrested, right? We remember that. Yep. Now, we also yep. know that, that the perpetrator, the kid that did that to that girl, was moved to another school, and he did it again. So it turns out, and I didn't know this was the case until 
I read this article today. It turns out there was a law in Virginia that the Democrats passed in 2019. One of the first things they did when they took the majority in 2019 that says school districts did not need to report misdemeanor sexual crimes to the police, to authorities. They only had to report it if it was a felony, which would be a full-on rape. So, uh, you know, an assault that didn't involve a full-on rape did not have to be reported to the authorities if it happened in a school. That was a Democrat law. The Democrat legislature in Virginia passed that in 2019 after they got the majority. The Democrat governor signed it into law, and now the Republicans who have taken back majority in the in the uh, legislature they don't have it in the state senate they're they're down by one in the state senate but in the in the uh, their their version of the house of representatives they have the majority they're trying to repeal it and the democrats are opposing its repeal this is heinous this is unbelievable to me especially in light of what we know about that that one situation and i'm sure there are many others but on february 1st of this year the gop led majority in the house of delegates is what that house is called in virginia passed a bill to repeal law 59 uh, to repeal the law by a vote of 59 to 40 the measure is heading to the senate where democrats have a slim slim majority democratic senator jennifer mcclellan who sponsored the original bill in 2019 said um, it was disproportionately children of color and children with disabilities who were getting caught up in the school-to-prison pipeline for things that could be handled through the discipline process or through intervention with the children involved. That's her reasoning for uh, opposing the repeal of this, Benny, and it was her reasoning for actually sponsoring this law when it was put in place in 2019. Because children of color are disproportionately affected by the school-to-prison pipeline. What are your thoughts on all this? Uh, it's disgusting, and I really hope that uh, the Republicans um, are able to, in Virginia, to you know um, overturn that because, I mean... Besides of besides teaching uh, children and you know kids, teenagers, whatever, to that actions don't not do not have any consequences. Uh, it is teaching them that uh, sexual assault uh, is allowed or you know even encouraged in a way, um, which is you know a that's not the real world. Um, and B, it's it, it's it's evil, um, you know. Um, the, I I hate to you know say that the Democratic Party is literally evil, but I don't really I can't I can't find another word for the laws they enact, the policies they propose, and what they stand by in their convictions. It's just it's evil. That's all it is. Kimberly, I can't imagine there are too many young boys, high school boys that are being pushed into a bathroom and being assaulted by girls. I don't imagine that happens very often. So I would assume that most of these victims are girls. Where are the women's groups on this? Where's the Me Too movement on this? Where are the people who understand that if you allow this behavior to happen by a, a male or female, but a, but a boy in high school, that you're basically grooming an offender for later in life as well? Uh, the Democrat Party is trying to erase, erase women and girls. Remember, they allow boys who think they're girls to be treated exactly as girls. 
that's why this boy was even in the girl's room in the first place and had access to the That's right. I forgot about that. Rape. Yep. Forgot yeah. about that. So Democrats for the past several years have been trying to erase women and girls. They don't give a flying fuck about us. They only care about basically destroying us. And we will no longer, literally no longer exist as women and girls. So of course they're not going to protect us or have laws into place to protect us. They've been doing away with all of those. Um, I am floored that a girl, a girl in high school can be sexually assaulted and it's not going to get reported to the police. I mean, it, what the hell is going on? And uh, I got to tell you, there are some feminist groups, radical. I align with radical feminists on the a lot of this kind of stuff. There are some who are fighting it, but not the Democrats, not the so-called feminists, not the Planned Parenthood feminists. They don't give a rat's ass. They just do whatever they're told by the patriarchy of their party. It's disgusting. I I, I don't know why parents aren't up in, uh, up in arms about this or why they weren't before. Oh, I'm sorry. You're a minority and you tried to rape my daughter. So we're just not going to report it. I would lose my shit. Britt, the largest teachers union in Virginia, the Virginia Education Association said it's time we move away from the one size fits all approach to reporting and tap into the experience and expertise of our frontline school principals. <laughs> I think on crack. Did so, they get one of Biden's crack uh, pipes? What the hell is wrong with these so. people? All right, so I have a couple questions. So, um, what is what is misdemeanor rape versus felony rape? I'm just curious. I mean, well, where is that line at? Because I think any kind of penetration I mean, is considered rape. I don't know. Anybody else have any a better kind of- understanding of what rape is? What the definition is? I think that's how it works. I mean, I'm just trying. I mean, a, a kid walks by and slaps a girl on the ass, or vice versa. I guess a girl can slap a guy on the ass. You know, maybe that doesn't need to go to the police. But something that's happening in the bathroom and clothes are coming off. I'm sorry, someone's you know kind of detained illegally because that takes a not only is that rape, that's also false imprisonment. That's a whole other felony that needs to be dealt with. But here's my other question: They want who? Who? Okay, so so that Congress that that politician said. It was disproportionately hurting the BIPOC people, the people of color, the black kids, basically. Who the fuck do you think that black boy was raping? A black girl in a predominantly black school. So you want the black girls to continually be assaulted over and over again, and it doesn't go to the police? I mean, you're basically, everything the Democrats do is horrible for the minority community. It's horrible. Because that happens in the black, that happens in the poor community, which is predominantly black in most of the big inner cities. And you're saying, no, no, we're not going to take the offenders away from the, the black girls who are trying to educate themselves and make a better life for themselves. We're going to keep them in the system and not call the, I mean, I, the Democrats, when you look at the big cities that have been controlled, 100% controlled by the Democrats for 100, 100 plus years. All the big cities, Detroit, Chicago, New York, L.A., Frisco. I mean, you can just go through the list. They have done nothing but horrible stuff to the minority communities. And the fact that we have this problem in the minority schools and not so much in the upper-end schools, the higher-dollar, uh, the richer-area schools, 
is the reason that the minorities and the poor communities need to vote different. Stop voting for the same people over and over again. For the love of God, like Trump said, what the hell do you have to lose? Vote for somebody completely different. Hell, vote for the anarchist, anybody, but who's been in office. You look at your ballot and it says incumbent politician. Vote him out. Vote somebody different. That's what you got to do. This is going to keep on going. And more girls are going to be raped and no one's going to get educated. And here shortly, we're just going to be a bunch of dumb people licking the boots of China's leaders. All right. Just to clear this up a little bit, I'm on uh, uslegal.com and I, I search what is the legal definition of rape. And it says in the United States, rape is the most serious form of sexual assault punishable by law. The definition of what constitutes rape varies from state to state. In all states, if a man forcibly subjects a woman who is not his wife to sexual intercourse without her consent, he has committed the crime of rape. Just so we know. That's what that says. But what happens What happens if a female forces a man to have sex? I don't know. I just read to you what I have. So It's the same thing. It's, it's still considered rape. It? Uh, uh, to your point, uh, I think it all started with Lyndon Johnson's Great Society. Uh, I mean, I, I'm sure y'all have heard the the phone call that he made uh, where he used the N-word, so I'm not going to repeat that, but he said, yeah, I'll, no, have no, these, I'll have these blanks voting Democrat for the next 100 years. Um, it all started back then in the 60s. Yep. All right, moving on. So last week, I think it was, uh, we had a story here about the IRS uh, instituting and, and um, um, starting a program by which if you logged in to do much of the work you would do on the IRS website, you had to uh, succumb to some facial recognition. So the uh, it included you having to submit a picture of yourself to the IRS and uh, other forms of biometric data so that this database could be formed. And it was being farmed out to a, uh, a company. I think the company was like ID dot me or something like that i'm not sure well the going back to the point that i had made earlier um when Britt and i were talking about the powers of this protest and then these in the pushback from people the irs has decided not to move forward with this because of the backlash so the irs will stop using facial facial recognition tech Following the backlash after they made the announcement, it will no longer require this for taxpayers who are interacting with the agency. That's according to CBS News. So, Benny, uh, on the point that I made there, do you think these protests and the pushback from people who actually recognize how this affects our freedoms, do you think it's actually working? I, I guess it seems to be. Uh, you know, people need to understand that the power lies within us. I mean, if we are a government of the people, by the people, and for the people, then let's act like it. You know, um, I'm, I'm so sick of these people that just act as if, if the government has a policy or the government, if the government's doing something or if there's a mandate for this or a mandate for that, that you just have to go along. You don't have to go along with anything. The power in our country lies with the people, with the masses. And that's the way it should be. The ones in government, whether they're voted in or appointed, they work for us. And if people really understood what that meant, they could realize that they have the power to say no, they have the power to vote with their dollars, and they have the power to have a backlash like this, like this IRS facial recognition uh, piece that you presented. Um, I think I think I think that's a good sign. Uh, it's also a good sign, a good like litmus test, I think, for 
our country that there was a backlash with something <laughs> regarding this. Uh, you know, if they ever force, you know, forcibly inoculate or forcibly put a tracking chip in, uh, you know, people, I, I hope that there be uh, a similar backlash because um, in our country, the power lies with us, the citizenry. And that's the way it should be. Well, that's definitely the way it was designed. Kimberly, one of the founding uh, cornerstones of our system of government is that they govern with the consent of the governed. And uh, it seems for the the most of of the last year, and maybe even extending back into the Trump administration based on what Fauci was doing and others, it seems what's going on in Canada, see what's going on in Australia, although they are not our system of government directly, there's still a a, a democratic-based system of government they don't have the consent of the government and they have and i think they're starting to recognize that uh, i'm hopeful that it's that it is truly making a difference and that's why we're seeing some of these walls come down whether it's mask mandates whether it's what's going on in canada or elsewhere um we have midterms coming up they're reading the polls they're just doing this because they're reading the polls and they know they are about to get trounced in november because you got people from all walks of life, from, from blue collar workers to soccer moms to PhDs saying, fuck you. They know they're going to get trounced. You, you notice they got, like I said earlier, they got the message. The memo went out. Go ahead, flip the narrative. Go ahead. You got to start easing up. You got to start easing up because we're going to get screwed in November if you don't. Come January, if they get elected again. And they still r- rule the roost. All this stuff's going to go back into play. But put them out. They, they don't care. It's all about keeping power. And they know they're about to lose it. And personally, I think, you know, people should run on impeaching Biden. But that's just me. But um, they know they're about to lose it. It's all about poll numbers. No, they don't care. Yeah, people make a fuss about it, right? People make a fuss about it, which is important. We have to speak up about it. Because if we didn't say anything... Nobody would even notice or know what's going on. So as long as you're informing people and they're getting loud about it, that's good. But the only reason they're listening to us, because remember, they didn't listen to us when they shoved Obamacare down our throats. And we were loud. Majority of the country hated it. So they're, they're giving in on certain things just because of polls, is, in my opinion. And when using that Obamacare reference, uh, you're absolutely right. And they, they knew that some of them would be falling on their swords because of that, but they also knew once they got it passed, it would be nearly impossible to get it repealed. And we had it almost repealed. And John McCain screwed us, screwed every Republican in the country when he uh, when he did what he did. So, Britt, I'm going to change this. He screwed to- every American. Yeah, that's Sorry. true. That's true. Uh, I'm going to change the topic here, but you feel free to talk about any of this stuff. Um we fear not, you know, we know there's a crisis going on in the uh, in, in Europe with uh, Russia and Ukraine. But the White House has decided to send Kamala Harris to Europe to lead on the Ukraine crisis. Uh, the White House announced today that Vice President Kamala Harris would travel to Europe as the crisis in Ukraine continues to escalate. Sabrina Singh, who's the vice president's deputy press secretary, I guess she's one of the few that hasn't quit, uh, said Harris would demonstrate our ironclad commitment to our NATO allies and underscore our commitment to Ukraine's sovereignty and territorial integrity. Can you rest easy at night now 
Brit, knowing that Kamala Harris, who has solved crises like the border and voter uh, election integrity. Oh, wait, she didn't solve anything. Uh, but can you rest at night knowing that she's over there on this job? You know, uh, when I was on Ghost Hunters International, I spent a month, three weeks in the Ukraine, over the Ukraine. Beautiful area. Cool people, fun stuff. I'm going to miss the Ukraine because it's going to become part of Russia now. I mean, there, there's nothing going to change. She's good. I, I bet you that they're praying to God that her plane gets shot down or something. They're trying to get rid of her some way fierce because they need to get the white guy in as VP to take over for president because they cannot have a woman of color uh, take over for president because the Democrats are racist. Uh, they use the N-word far more than anybody else on the right does. Um, but I do want to I, I do want to make an observation. Uh, I just wa I just uh, uh, saw newsflash uh, in uh, up in Ottawa. Uh, the police are literally confiscating firewood that people are using to stay warm in the negative degree weather of Canada during this uh, little peaceful protest that's going on. There's literally video of them of, the, of a stream of police officers walking up and grabbing the wood. It looks like about a core of wood that they're walking up, grabbing, and walking off with. Uh, and then there's also a blurb from Justin Trudeau where he is saying in some speech tonight that Canada has never been together more strong than they are now against this uh, insurrection that's happening. Um, the fact that there are human beings that, that are supposed to preserve life are taking wood away from people so they can't keep warm is appalling to me, is evil. These cops are evil, evil. There's no getting around this anymore. They know exactly what they're doing. They're trying to freeze the trucker convoy out. They're, they're, they're taking the gas so the trucks won't roll, which doesn't make sense to me. You need the trucks to run so that they have air, so the brakes release, so they can roll when they get to that point. But you take all the fuel from them, everything locks up. And then because the, and then what happens is all the brake lines freeze because they can't keep moving. It can't keep pressurized. They freeze, which means they're not going to move these trucks until the thaw happens, which is months away. The politicians, I thought we had the dumbest politicians in the world. I really believe Canada is making a hard run at the gold medal of dumb politicians. And they may have already just moved ahead. But these cops taking the wood away is pathetic. And if you're in Canada and you're listening to us and you know an officer, an officer in your family, an officer in your circle of friends, you should shame them. Uh, go, going back to Kamala, Benny, I have Britt kind of brought this up, too. Uh, there's two things that could be at play here that are that are possibilities. And I'm curious about your opinion on them. Maybe they do hope she's in Kiev when the first bomb falls. I don't know. But the other thing is maybe they already know that this isn't going to happen and they need her to have a victory. And so they send her over there because she really can't do anything at this point. But they want her to have her name attached to it. And then when Putin backs down, she looks like she did something. It looks like she had a victory. And they know that she needs that for any. Just the whole Biden administration needs her to have a victory. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's interesting that that he's not going, you know, because he would just, you know, fall asleep during the meetings again or, you know, um, just be an epic fail. Um, but, uh, you know, I really hope to the good Lord that, that Putin does succeed in this, you know, um, not in a, not in an evil way. I mean, um, just, just so it is another stain on the, on the current administration, uh, it would be amazing. And, you know, 
I don't understand why NATO is amassing troops on the Ukrainian border inside Ukraine and Russia. Like I said before with Israel, if Russia is to is just defending its border and 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 the mainstream media says, you know, they're condemning that, I I don't know really I don't really align um with that with that analysis. Um you know, NATO is pretty powerful and why they are close to Russia and Russia saying we're not doing anything wrong here. We're just we have troops at our border because NATO's at our border. What's going on? You know, and as far as Putin goes, um, you know, I mean, yes, he was in the KGB, but he was taken under the wing of Alexander um, Solzhenitsyn, uh, and they took down um, the whole uh, communist uh, regime, uh, Bolshevik mentality uh, from within. And now Putin is on record saying America needs to return to God and America needs Jesus. You don't, if you don't have Jesus, you have the devil. And, you know, Putin is saying a lot more freedom loving things than our current administration would ever say. So uh, as far as the Russia thing goes, I don't believe everything the media says because the media has a lot to gain from it. I like to go to the primary source and read Putin's speeches and have them translated uh, in real time. And what he says is is usually a lot more freedom minded than even what American presidents are saying. So I'm curious to see what happens, but uh, yeah, I guess time will tell. Kimberly, I'm going to change the topic here because this is something that you referenced earlier. Uh, Biden's DHS brands free speech terrorism threat to U.S., uh, which uh, this article says, welcome to your communist future. Any proliferating narratives the Biden administration deems, quote, false or misleading qualifies as terrorism threat. According to a recent National Terrorism Advisory System bulletin released by the Biden administration, uh, by the Biden administration's DHS, and has received sharp backlash online, thankfully, after warning that Americans are expressing unwelcome beliefs on issues such as the Chinese coronavirus and election fraud, and that they pose an ongoing threat to the nation. This probably is the most important story of the day, maybe the week, maybe the month, and maybe the year. This is a step toward that ministry of truth that Benny was referring to, toward a, a censorship beyond anything we've experienced. This is this is chilling. So, like I told you, I wrote about this today, and in in the article, uh, in the bulletin, it was a bulletin, and it's in effect from February seventh through June seventh. Um, the, the one of the parts of it says the United States remains in a heightened threat of environment fueled by several factors, including an online environment filled with false or misleading narratives and conspiracy theories, Brett, and other forms of mis, dis, and malinformation. Now, what is misinformation, disinformation, and malinformation? Misinformation is false, but not created with the intent of sharing or harming others. Disinformation is deliberately creating um, to mislead, harm, or manipulate a person, social group, organization, or country. Sounds like the Biden administration. And malinformation is based on fact, but used out of context to mis mislead, harm, or manipulate. Everything they described is what the Biden administration has been doing. And before that, Fauci, Fauci, Burks, and all those assholes. They are actually the domestic violent extremists that they're trying to label all of us who dare question their failed 
COVID mitigation measures, the COVID-19 that our tax dollars were used to goddamn research. We paid for that. And now they're trying to tell us if we dare question, remember where it came from. Can't question that. Oh, turns out probably was from a lab. Oh, wait, didn't we pay for that? Oh, no, 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 no. You are, you are a terrorist and a Nazi for saying that. Oh, oh, wait, wait. Yeah, we did fund that. Yeah. Everything they're doing right now is because people, regular people are finally finding out everything we've all been saying for two years is true. These people do not deserve to be in the positions that they're in. Not even close. Mm -mm. And the nope. fact that they were elected to those positions is really discouraging. But we have a chance to correct this by getting them out. Britt, this, uh, this article goes on to say the quote-unquote threat actors are accused of seeking to, quote, exacerbate so societal friction to sow discord and undermine public trust in government institutions to encourage unrest, which could potentially lead to acts of violence. So now, now... The Biden administration and the federal government is basically saying it's illegal not to trust them. That's basically what this boils down to. It's a, it's illegal for you not to trust not to trust them and what they say. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. I mean, think about it. Isn't that crazy? I mean, it's like, well, excuse me? That's something a mom would say to a four-year-old. Don't you dare. Don't you question me. You do what I tell you. I mean, that, that's what this is like. It's like, holy crap, really? Um, we're in a bad way with our government. It's just amazing to me. These, you know, if you look at all these people that are, that are coming up with these policies and doing this crazy shit, they've been in Washington, D.C. forever, which is not like reality. It is a weird warped bubble. They all make too much money. Everything's given to them. Power corrupts absolutely all the time. And that's what's happening. Whether you're a male or a female, whether you're left or right, you're in power for so long. And that's the problem. And it's not even, it's not just our politicians. It's also the bureaucrats that are there forever. The employees of DC that are there forever. Politicians come and go, but those bastards stay forever. And it's all ego driven. There's a story that I read. Um, I want to say it was, maybe it was Atkins or it, it could have been Tom, um, one of the investigative reporters. I think it was Susan Atkins, but um, she was talking about how there is a guy that has been around so long as a, a congressman's um, chief of staff, not the chief of staff of the president, but to a congressman or a congresswoman for that matter. But he's been around so long, he actually has more power than the Congress people do because he has all the connections and knows where everything's at and knows how to get stuff to, and they And every year when the new group of congressmen come in or the new term comes in, people bid for him and fight for him and he's able to. So, you know, having a good chief of staff and a good staff that's been there forever, I mean, but they're just as corrupt. And they're just as much on the take. It would be interesting. I would love if we could do an audit of anybody who works in the federal government in D.C., audit their bank accounts, all of their finances. Everything gets audited. Everything. You want the president to, to get audited and all of his stuff? You know what? You too. It would be interesting to see how much money from Pfizer or Lockheed or Boeing or, you know, insert special interest group money is in their bank accounts. I bet you it's a lot. I was going to say that... Um that uh, Brit shouldn't stop at auditing the special interest. The Federal Reserve needs to be audited. Yeah. I think, oh, yeah, all I think of them. Ram, all of them. I think, yeah. I think Ram Paul has been, has well, been Ron Paul before him, and then Ram Paul has been, you know, uh, harping on that. And hopefully 
we'll see that come to fruition, you know, in the next few years because that yeah. would be Marjorie Taylor. Yeah, Marjorie Taylor Green and Mattis, they they work together. They're on it too. Joined up with Rand Paul to try and push that through. We get more if we can get some more tip of the spear Congress people in there. Uh, that might happen, and that would be really really crazy to see what happens. they would. They, you know what? They would end up killing them. They would they would just get Clintonized, you know, Epstein, whatever. Britt, I have I have one I have one more thing that I that I want to talk about, but uh, before I let's end the show with that. So if you've got something else, go ahead. I do. I got one thing. Um, I, I thought this was interesting. I saw this. We'll start with Kimberly because that's the way I've been going. I guess a group of House a group of House Republicans are pushing to keep the J Six Commission going till they win back the majority because they want to take it over. Kimberly, how amazing would that be if if uh, if Nancy Pelosi can't get the J6 shut down before the election, and then the Republicans take it over and they turn all of that weaponry against the Democrats. Would that not be amazing? Oh, my God, that would be fantastic. Uh, I, even if they don't, uh, even if they do shut it down, what's to stop Republicans from reopening it or opening a new one to actually do a real investigation so Americans can finally actually find out the truth about what really happened that day, how much the FBI was involved, how much Congress knew about it and did nothing to stop it. Uh, that would be really interesting, but that would be, oh, Nancy Pelosi would be crying because you'd finally get truth yeah. out there instead of the kabuki theater we've been seeing. Yeah, from Watermelon Head, Adam Schiff. Um, unfortunately, <laughs> if it gets shut down, I don't see who's the minority leader right now in the house. McC McCarthy, uh, not McCarthy, McCarthy, McCarthy would never let it happen. And he's going to be the speaker because whatever, because that's what the powers of be say. So they got to keep it open. It's the only way they get it through because McCarthy is a rhino and will definitely not let that happen. Uh, Benny, do you think it, you think it's a, a sound tactic to keep that going? I mean, it's just, a, you know, it's just another year or whatever. They're doing their thing. Uh, the, the mm -hmm. damage to Democrats can inflict between here and then is worth it to have the power on the backside. Mm -hmm. Is that yeah, worth it? well, maybe it's time for Republicans to play dirty, you know, like, like the Democrats are, you know, so good at. I mean, I don't want to, you know, whitewash Republicans. I mean, I, I personally, I think they're two wings on the same bird uh, of tyranny, but uh, that would be inter an interesting tactic nonetheless. We can finally find out, uh, you know, where Ray Epps was getting his money from and, um, you know, exonerate all of um, the people who, um, you know, were backing the Patriots and, you know, uh, actually give some assistance to the ones that are being tortured in prison. Still, it's a, it's, it's a, it's a terrible shame what's happened to them. Yeah, it's absolutely insane. I listened to Marjorie Taylor Greene talk about the J6 people that are in solitary confinement in just horrific conditions. We literally have political prisoners in the United States. I want to thank Liberty Bells and Foxhole for giving us a cookie. Fatten me up. Awesome. And then Isaiah Smith gave another 300 gold pills. Thank you oh, so thank much, you. people. Thank you for the support. We really appreciate it. Going to help offset some of the costs when we go to CPAC and bring you some great material. Uh, JV, uh, comment on this, wherever you want to Yeah, do, so uh, I, like I, I just want to, uh, JD in our, in our uh, I think, yeah, YouTube chat, uh, just posted something here, just made me actually crack up visibly and out loud. Uh it said Biden's so dumb he got fired from the M and M factory for throwing away all the W's. <laughs> that was hilarious. That just cracked me up. So I thought I'd share that. Thank you for the good joke and the laugh. Um, okay, so yeah, I have one more thing that I want to I want to uh, tackle before we end the show tonight. Oh Jesus.
so you know what that music means. We have to finish the sentence. How did you? <laughs> we have to finish. Whoops. We have to finish the sentence. Oh, wrong button. <laughs> well, I told you my computer's acting a little funny. It's like everything's delayed. Uh, we have to finish the sentence for Bert. Okay, so the first one, here we go. I don't even, I don't know what the dates. I have no idea, but let's let's uh, take these one at a time. I've got two of them for tonight, uh, and we have to finish the sentence for Brit. You know, maybe that's it. So I, uh, do you have anything more, JV? It's a quick one there. Did you hear that? I'll play it again. He says it kind of right in the beginning. You know, maybe that's it. So I uh, do you have anything more, JV? You know, maybe that's it. So I uh, do you have anything more, JV? So you know, that's a, and then he doesn't finish the sentence and moves on to something else. So anybody want to guess what Brit was uh, trying to say there? That's a. What could it be Benny? Any ideas? Hmm. I'll play it again. Uh, I'm going to play it again, again for yeah. you. You know, maybe that's it. So, I uh, do you have anything more, JV? <laughs> you know, maybe uh, that's it. So, I uh, do you have anything more, JV? I'm gonna keep playing it. You know, maybe that's it. So, I uh, do you have anything more, JV? Hmm. Brett, what you were really you trying to say? Anything? Okay, maybe that's it. Got anything more, JV? Is that what you're gonna say? Let's see if that fits. You know, maybe that's it. So, I uh, do you have anything more, JV? Okay, maybe that. Okay, maybe that's it. Got anything more? No, JV? you didn't say. Yeah, you say maybe that's uh and then you left. Ah, it. I'll play it again. Uh, <laughs> you know, maybe that's it. So, I uh, do you have anything more, JV? That's it. I said, eh. <laughs> I said eh. not ah. I said, okay. eh. All right, let's go on to number two. That was a stumper. That one's a stumper. Our second one. What if it's like it's like troops that they're just getting them in, getting them in, getting get as many. We were terrified. Getting me in, getting them in, getting in, getting as many. Uh, we were terrified. All right, let's play it again. What if it's like it's like troops that they're just getting them in, getting them in, getting get as many. We were terrified. That Kimberly, what do you think he was trying to say there? Get him in, get him in, get him in, get as many. And then he moved on. I, I don't even know because he like <laughs> actually stopped and took a, he stopped and took a breath. He was like, Berlin, 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 Berlin. I don't even know. Let's try it again. What if it's oh like, my it's God. like troops that they're just getting him in, getting him in, getting, get as many. We were terrified. That <laughs> get as many. The we were. The needle skipped. <laughs> Do you have a photograph you record bumped, in your brain and there's a needle on there? You bumped the table. <laughs> but that's your fault. Oh, you bumped man. bumped the table. We have fun with that. Oh, my God. All right. So that's going to do it for tonight's edition of Finish the Sentence for Brit. And, wow, and I re I released the scratchers in Foxhole. Uh, we need people to um, smash like buttons, <laughs> subscribe multiple platforms, please. If you're watching on Rumble, please hit the Rumble button. Somehow that, I don't know exactly what it does, but it makes our videos get seen more, I guess. I don't know. But yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, so smash, 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 smash. I do want to point out that uh, folks in chat, a bunch of them had uh, actually what would be very plausible uh, finish completions to those sentences, Britt, that you left hanging there. Oh, really? So, yeah, they do a good job. They do a really, really good job. Yep. Uh, God help them. <laughs> yeah. God able, help them. They're able to put their minds. They're able to put their minds in Brit speak mode and finish the sentences for you. Uh, so, it's a scary place to be. Let me tell yeah, you. Yeah, it is. Well, my girlfriends leave me. So tomorrow night we're gonna do. We're gonna have a, a, a conversation, and we're gonna talk about vaccines, not specifically coronavirus vaccines, but actually all vaccines. There are a lot of people who've experienced harm in their families 
uh, because of vaccines in general. And we're going to talk to somebody who has had that experience in their own family. Uh, it should be a very interesting conversation. Benny, Benny and the Jets, thanks for being here tonight. Good to see you again, my friend. Kimberly, you too. Always love having you on the program, especially with that giant microphone you have there. Uh, everything sounds so great now. So Somebody's overcompensating. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anything else? I think you said everything, Britt. I don't know. I kind of didn't. Hear, I think so. You know. I don't know. We were going to do the political poll, but maybe we'll do that tomorrow. Oh, yeah. Night. Yeah. We can do that tomorrow night. Yeah. So tomorrow night, uh, the Patriots Roundtable, we will be talking about uh, vaccines, and that will be at 10 p.m. Eastern right here. Thanks for joining us, everybody. We'll see you next time. Mm-hmm.